Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the f you are. Let's rock this out. Today on The Meg Rock Show, I am with my friend Kyla Ritchie. Kyla and I spent some time together a couple months ago in Nashville and quickly discovered that we are soul sisters. Kyla is an entrepreneur, a body transformation specialist, an influencer, and a manifester. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Kyla today. Welcome to the show, Kyla. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So glad we finally did this. We talked about this a couple months ago, and here we are. <laughs> I'm excited too. Well, I want to hear the first thing I want to hear is how you were introduced to the law of attraction. Um, it's kind of funny about seven years ago, uh, I was going through like a weird, you know, jobs and like love life and everything. And it was just like one of those, like, just like down on myself. One of my friends actually introduced me to the secret, which was like the very first um, thing I was ever introduced to. And it was one of those books that when I read it, I felt like if I had read this like five years ago, I would have just like put it down. And, but I feel like I was finally at a point in my life where like I needed something and, you know, you have faith, you have all these other things, but sometimes you just need, you know, like something a little bit different to open your eyes to, you know, multiple things. And so I read it um, and I was hooked and I read basically every book that The Secret had. I watched the movie and it just like played in like such an important and huge like shift in myself, you know, everything that around me, my career, my friendships. Um, yeah, that's the first thing that... Um, I was introduced to and to this day I absolutely love it and when people ask me about my you know my journey that's like one of the first things I send them to because it's just like explains everything and it's so eye-opening ditto that's exactly my story that's how I discovered the law of attraction and it it made so much sense and I've told so I think I even told Mark about this one time but I've told so many people about that movie and I'm like, I don't know exactly the year that it was filmed. Yeah. It may have been like the late nineties. It's a little cheesy to it watch, very- out, but <laughs> just pay attention. Like the concepts are so simple and yeah. like we go through our daily lives, continuing to self-sabotage ourselves and create these things that we don't want in our life. And we have no idea that we are the ones that are ordering it in. Yeah. Like what we ordered yesterday is going to show up exactly. today. Exactly. You're not, most people aren't even aware of it. And I think reading that book was finally like, if I would say something, you know, down to like gossip, I would literally sit back and think, okay, why am I saying this? And you know, what I say is going to come back on to me or, you know, vice versa or however it is. But I finally like things that I was talking about or things that I was thinking, I could finally, you know, I was aware that like, that's not, that's not going to get me anywhere. It's not going to make my life better. You know what I mean? So that was huge. That book was amazing. Still is. And I, and I still, I mean, I could watch that movie over and over again, mm-hmm. as cheesy as it is. I have all of, I think it's Rhonda, Rhonda Brine. Yeah. Yeah. I have all of her books and they're just, they're amazing. 
Yeah. uh, I've watched it multiple times too. When I feel like I'm getting in a rut or I feel like I'm, it's the first thing I do because the book obviously takes a little bit longer to read and I've read it multiple times, but the movie is so convenient. I think it's on, I want to see it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I love it, but it's the same, same, same story with, with, uh, with me. So uh, my husband played professional golf and we were actually at a golf tournament and we met this older and my husband was struggling with a back injury. And, you know, when your back is hurt and you're trying to play golf, that's not easy. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were on this river in California. I'm trying to think of where we were in California. And this older man, I feel like he was an angel. Like he showed up and he was, he was, I don't know if we were fishing or he was fishing, but we were just hanging out by this river and he was telling us about the secret. And I listened to him because I was so interested in what he had to say. And then I just kind of thought about it a little bit and I just kind of, I just kind of went about my business and we went about life and it never really looked into it. Watched. I mean, we just, it was just cool and interesting. And then we just let it go. And then probably I would say about five years later, I watched the movie and I go, Oh my gosh, like what, what, if, what, what would have changed in our life? If I had paid attention to that angel yeah. that day when he was telling me this, cause it was such a gift, but obviously I believe that everything is in perfect timing and perfect order. And that was supposed to happen then, but I necessarily wasn't supposed to understand it then. Yeah. I wasn't ready. Exactly. So, um, that's really funny. And, yeah. and I think, and I think it's, you really have to be ready for it. Oh, 100%. Because you could read that or watch it and be like, whatever. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like, okay. Well, <laughs> so let's talk about um, some of the manifestations from the law of attraction in your life. So when you say that your business changed, what do you think you had been doing around like those areas of your life beforehand that you can think of that were so obvious to you after you under started to understand, okay, maybe I'm attracting lack of growth in my business, or maybe I'm attracting yeah. shitty friends. 100%. Honestly, it came down to at the time I was working at a big box gym, um, you know, working a million hours, making no money, not happy with what I was doing. I was also, um, bartending on the side and, my focus was kind of just like all of, I was living in downtown Toronto. I was just, you know, doing whatever. And after I watched it, I had a choice to make. It was stay where I'm at and settle and, you know, work till 4am and then get up and, you know, go hustle at the gym. And I said, there has to be an easier way. Like I don't, I shouldn't be struggling this hard and working this hard. So I actually ended up, I actually had ended up quitting at the gym because I wasn't happy there and was still bartending. And I decided to start my own business. This was in 2015. And I just, there was somebody that kind of like was in my ear, like just do it. And I was so scared to do it before social media, like before Instagram had, you know, a million influencers, fitness influencers or trainers. So I had started and I super like, if you don't know me at first, like I'm very introverted and shy before I know someone or feel comfortable. And I was scared to put myself out there on social media. I was scared to, you know, get out there, but I had some people push me and I launched my business. And within a few months, I 
found myself drained because I was working till 4am and doing all that. And I just, you know, kept watching the movie or reading and making sure that like I was, if I ever found myself in a rut, I would go back to it. And one day I just, I had to leave that industry and put all of my focus on my business. I was living in Toronto, paying ridiculous rent. I could barely even make, I'm sure my parents were helping me, but I had to leave that and put my focus on my business or else it wasn't going to succeed. If that wasn't, if my focus wasn't there, you know, I was always only giving 50%. So I left that. And just from that day on, I have only worked for myself and don't get me wrong. The first couple of years were not easy, but now I have, you know, a thriving personal training business online and I have the luxury of working from home working when I want, traveling. And honestly, it all has to do with, you know, the law of attraction manifesting and just, you know, that was my focus and not worrying about what anyone else was doing and just, you know, setting my um, sights on something. And I feel like that was such a huge role, such a huge role. When you were going through those, those couple years of envisioning and knowing what you were working for were you constantly aware I'm sure you were that this is just teaching those that are listening yeah were you completely in a space of it's already here it's already happening this is just the process yeah everything I desire is right here right now regardless of the amount of income that was coming in or the amount of growth you were seeing and there was days where I'd have to remind myself, like I'd be at home and I'd be like, okay, how am I going to, you know, pay rent this month? And I'd get so worked up some days, like stressed about it where, you know, lack sleep or whatever it is. And then I'd have to get up the next day and like, whether it came down to, you know, meditating or whatever it was, but I had to remember that the more I worried about how I was going to pay my bills, the harder it was going to be to pay my bills. So I'd always just focused. I'm fine. I'm fine. And that sounds silly to some people. And I think some people, you know, get it mixed up and it's not, oh, just pretend like nothing's wrong. That's not what it is. It's just, you know, having faith that some, like that you're all your be- needs are met. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're going to be able to do it. And if you work hard and you stay true to who you are, it's going to have, it's, you're going to succeed. But if you constantly, you know, sit in self-doubt or, you know, um, struggle with something like that, like, yeah, it's, you're always going to kind of struggle if you don't have the confidence or the, you know, being able to vision that you can succeed or you have that, you know what I mean? That's right. Well, and the easiest, the easiest way that I explain it to people is it's like you are, you're a radio signal. So you're tuned into a certain frequency and station Mm -hmm. and that is either high vibe. I've got this Yep. The universe has my back. I'm living in nothing but abundance. Yep. Everything yep. I desire is already have and continuing to flow to me. Yep. Or yep. you are tuned into that frequency that says, I don't have enough. I'm never going to be successful. I'm always going to struggle. And literally the universe goes, oh, let me tune into where they are. It's not like God, source creator, the universe is against you. It literally is meeting you where you are because we're moving through this life with free will. We get choice to choose how we, how we live our lives and we get choice to choose what frequency we go through life with. And yep. so literally they just, the universe just tunes into you. 
And so when you're aware of that, that's literally when everything starts to change. And I tell people, I say, when you really start to change, like I have chills talking about it. When you start to change, you, you will see the signs, the blessings, the miracles, the synchronicities start lining up and you literally, there's no, there's no words for it. It it is just magic. Yeah. And we all have access to it. Yeah. It's about believing in it and, you know, letting go of some things that you, you know, there's people, I mean, I even talk to Mark about it sometimes and I'm sure he thinks I'm crazy sometimes, but it all lines up and it all, you know, you just have to, my huge thing is surrendering and just letting it happen and being positive. And it's not crazy talk and it's not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I'm never stressed out or there's nothing horrible. Like I never struggling, but it's the way you react to it. And that's kind of how it is. Right. Well, and the other thing is too, is, you know, we're, we're raised to believe that everything you have, you know, is going to be, you know, it's going to be hard and you're going to have to work for it. And there's going to be struggle. And, and while there is truth to perseverance and being tenacious and pushing through moments like that, when you're in flow and you love what you do and you see the big picture and the vision and you're in alignment, even those little struggles and those stressors don't feel like work. It should, when you're in flow, it should not feel hard. You may have to be yep. putting forth intentional effort so that God's first creator of the universe gets behind you and, and meets your momentum, but it should never be hard. And there should never be constant struggle. If there's constant exactly. struggle, you're not in alignment with what you're doing. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. So I totally agree with, with what you're saying about flow and the trust. When you get into that space of, I know everything is in perfect order. I know all my needs are being met, even though in this very moment, I may realistically not have everything that I'm working for. I'm going to live as if I do, because when I do, I tune myself into the ability to have it quicker. Exactly. And then you just, that trust and that peace is just there. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So true. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Well, I'm dying. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know I do too. That's why I I love you to know I'm at you. Okay. So I want to hear your Bali story. That is like a total bucket list trip for me. Oh my gosh. I know once all of this is over, you have, I, I can't wait to go back. I mean, and you almost, you have to go, you have to be so open-minded going there. And I think that Bali, Bali's beautiful. And I know a lot of people go there just to, you know, vacation and it's stunning to even just go there, but there's so much more to Bali than just, you know, the beaches and the parties and, you know, that kind of like nightlife. I went to Bali. I mean, knowing all of this, I feel like I had just come out of a relationship, moved back home, you know, got my own place. I'm, I've always been super independent regardless. I've never, you know, I've never needed somebody and I was ready. I was like, okay, I'm so excited to be single, not in terms of like going out. I was just excited to be alone for a while and, you know, get back on track of all those things that I kind of lost in my last relationship. You know, I kind of, besides like my business and I was very, I was, my business was 10 times more successful after I ended that relationship and it all had to do with manifesting and all had to do with being in alignment because I was not at the time. And as soon as that ended and I went home, oh my gosh, my business skyrocketed. I was so happy, so positive, so happy to be alone. But at the same time, 
knew that I wasn't ready to be with somebody else. I wasn't looking for anyone. Um, and so I went to Bali November last year, in sorry, 2019. I get mixed up because I feel like these years are <laughs> just one hot mess. All one year. Yeah, I have no idea. With a lot of blessings in there, with a lot of blessings yeah. in there. Um, and so I actually got offered a job to go and be a fitness trainer at a week-long retreat in Bali. I got this email and I kind of at first kind of laughed about it because I was like, I get so many emails about so many like sort of sponsorships or joining with something and something, I wasn't even going to email back, but something like called to me and I responded to, um, I responded to her and we got on a phone call and like her energy and everything about her, I loved. And I was like, okay. And so I couldn't say no. I was like, let's do this. Like, what do I have to lose? Like, I never even, I never even thought to go to Bali at this point. Like, I was never on my bucket list at the time. So I got ready and I flew across the world by myself. Um, it was an interesting flight. You know what? The flight there was super stressful just because of um, the airline that I was on. I think I remember getting there and I was like, oh my God, that was like the worst 24 hours of my life. I'm never doing that again. And then I literally got in Bali and there's just an energy about it that it was like, all of that was just like gone. I woke up every single day, like so refreshed. I was in a retreat with, I think there was probably 15 girls, 15 of us. Um, we had yoga fitness and then we had Reiki. Um, and we all kind of just came together. It was all women. And something that I would never do was so out of my comfort zone. And it was the best decision of my life. We spent a week together. We did yoga, um, meditated. We went surfing. We did like ate amazing food, like the healthiest food. And I just remember waking up every day so refreshed, even though it's a 13 hour time difference. I never once woke up with jet lag because we went to temples. Oh my gosh, we did everything, the rice fields, like it was mind blowing. And it wasn't even so much in Bali. Like I loved it there. It was what happened when I got home. Um, I remember I got home and the jet lag set in and I know they say it takes like however many hours it is. That's how it did. It was awful. But at the same time, the first night I like I slept, I had these, this dream and honestly can't remember what the dream was about now but I was super into like looking up my dreams because I just knew I just had noticed that I was dreaming the same thing every single night and I honestly can't remember what it was now that bugs me was it, were, were, were you dreaming it like when did these dreams start was it around the trip and like after the trip? Got, right um, after. well and you know you were um, you were so you were so high frequency so that you like, were tapping into so much because of where you had been for what, what yeah. you had been doing for a week. It's so healing. Absolutely. And I remember Google, I remember getting up in the middle of the night after I had the dream and I Googled it. Cause I was like, so it was so vivid and my dreams aren't usually that like sometimes there. And if they are vivid, I'll look them up. But I remember looking it up and it basically had said something to the point of like, you are being reborn is how it was. Like you are, you were this person and you are now being reborn into this person because of something that's happened in your life. And it was like a huge positive thing. And I just remember I had the same dream three nights in a row. And I was just on a high where I was so positive. Not that I wasn't positive before, but 
everything was just like, I just had known that my life had changed at that point because of everything going to, you know, the temples and the spirituality of Bali is just amazing. Like, doesn't matter what you believe in. It's just like gives you chills when you go places there. Because, I have chills. I have chills just hearing you talk about it. Yeah. And I just remember coming home and having these dreams and I wish I could remember what it was, but say like saying to myself, like, I am not that person that I was before. I'm this new person. And another kind of weird story to go along with it. I met a bunch of amazing girls. One of them was the um, girl that I was doing Reiki with who you had messaged me about because she's amazing, Becca. Um, we became really close after because she was another one. She was the only other one there that was um, from Canada. We actually ended up sharing a room together. And I had done a Reiki session with her on um, January. So, so she's a Reiki master. Yeah. And okay. we did like an online session. And hers, it was just like, it was the first time I'd ever done Reiki. And it was lifetime. Do you do it? It was Absolutely. I do. Yeah, I do. I, we, our family actually works with an energy healer and we do stuff monthly. We've been doing it for almost two years. We could talk for hours. Yeah. Life changing. It honestly is. And, and for somebody that was, so I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't open-minded to it. I just didn't know anything about it. And I was, once I got to Bali, I was open to everything. I was like, that's when I started, um, meditating and actually like just relaxing and just becoming more in tune with me and just letting life flow in the best way possible. And we did a Reiki session on like January 30th or something like that, right before last new year's. And I was single and happy. I was finally in a spot where I was like, I have my own house. I'm killing it. Like I'm good. Um, and we did a Reiki session and she had asked us what our word for 20, wait, 2019, cause we're going to 2020 what the word for 2019 was, and then what our word for 2020 was going to be. And I forget what our 2019 was me. Like I, my word, cause in 2019, I traveled to Europe. I went to Bali. I did whatever I wanted to, because I finally was so independent that I could do it. So my word for 2020 was love because I'd been in these relationships, but never actually been in love. It was just kind of going through the motions and, you know, being almost 33, I was like, okay, you know, I'm ready to settle down. So I remember saying to her that my word was love. And after the session, I was standing in the mirror, brushing my teeth. And I realized that in about right before I went to Bali, I had this necklace in a box that I'd never worn. And I put it on right before I went to Bali. And when I was standing in the mirror, brushing my teeth, I didn't realize, but it says love on it, like right across it. And I never really thought much of it. I just really liked the necklace. I just, like nothing, nothing to do with it. Anyways, January rolls, rolls around and we booked a trip to Nashville and we booked a trip with the girls that I went to Bali with. Like it was going to be our it little was that group. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. That's even cooler. I love it. Yeah. And it was, it was one of those where I was like, let's just get away. Like we all wanted to meet up because um, one, one of the girls was from St. Louis, Arizona, and then two of us were from Toronto. So we planned this trip and I was like, I just can't wait to go. Like, I'm just in such a good place, but I'm ready. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to Nashville to meet anyone. I just want to like hang out with my girls and have fun and love country music. So, um, a couple of days before we went to Nashville, my, I was getting massaged. I see my massage therapist every week and 
she had just been to Nashville and I was like, Oh, with her husband. And I was like, how was it? She's like, Oh, it was so great. Um, we're, we are like, we went to these bars. I was like, Oh, asked her where she went. And she's like, honestly, we found this one guy who was so good that we kept going back to where he was playing because he was the best person we had seen on Broadway. And she told me his name and I was like, okay, cool. Like this is Broadway. There's a million people playing on Broadway all day, every day. Didn't even think, didn't even listen to the bar she was at or the name and went to Nashville. And it was the second day where there was February 1st. So it's coming up. And I was walking by a bar with the girls. We're going shopping. It was on a Saturday afternoon and heard this guy singing and he was singing like my favorite song. And I was like, we passed it and we got to the corner and we could still hear him. And I was like, let's like, the girls like, do you want to go in? And I was like, let's just go in for one drink. He sounds so good. And then we'll finish shopping. So we ran in to get the end of the song. And the person singing there is now my fiance, (laughs) Uh, Mark, obviously that's how we met. And I remember I ended up staying a couple extra days in Nashville with him. And I had to call my massage therapist because I had an appointment. And I was like, hey, I'm not going to be home. She was like, did you meet somebody? Like, I don't even know how she knew that. And I was like, yeah, and we kind of like joked about it. And when I got home, my other girlfriend was telling her about it. And she was like, that is the guy I told you about two days before you went to Nashville, Mark Burke. And I was like, I didn't even remember his name. And out of all the people in Nashville, that is the one I met. And that is synchronicity. Yeah. And I was like, and then the next trip I came down a month later and we walked into, he was playing, Mark was playing somewhere. We're like, let's just go get a drink on a rooftop. So it was really nice in March and it was right before COVID. And we walked up the stairs of Tootsie's and this woman was like, are you Kyla Ritchie? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm, and introduced me. And she was my massage therapist, mother and father. (laughs) And she's like, we wanted to see you play Mark because they told, oh my God, it's just like, it couldn't have happened and it just couldn't have happened at a better time. And I was like, I think it's because I was finally ready. And I was in a place where even though I look back and I was like in such a good place where I had my house, I car, you know, everything was so good. And I kind of got thrown this wrench, but like the best wrench that's ever been thrown to me because now I'm, you know, living in Nashville and absolutely well, engaged and so happy. Like, but that's how it all works out. Like, I feel like everything is just so aligned. And that's when I was finally like, okay, I can do this. And I think a lot of women get caught up in, they search for it or they, you know, they're, I always say like, the more independent you are and the happier you are alone, the happier you're going to be with somebody. The right person is going to compliment that. And then y'all are going to work out and just, you know, that's the person you're supposed to be with because that's truly how I believe it should be easy. You know, you're never going to, you're never going to not fight or have, you know, arguments or struggle a little bit, but it should be easy. And I felt like as soon as I felt that with Mark, I was like, okay, actually I said to my, I have a text from my girlfriend. And after I met Mark in Nashville, the first night I text her and she was like, how's Nashville? And I was like, well, I just met my future husband. And she still has the text because I said that. And <laughs> As much as he didn't know at the time, well. (laughs) You knew, you knew. Well, and you know how the saying is, you have to become, to to attract the thing, you have to become the thing. Mm -hmm. So to attract what you wanted in your life, you had to become that. 
absolutely had to be independent and happy and everything that you knew you wanted in someone you had to tune into that first before it showed before it showed up for you and and I do I do agree that you you have to be happy with yourself first with who you are because so many times we you know, we say, well, I'll be happy when I get the body that I want, or yeah, I'll yeah. be happy when I get the guy that I want, or I'll be happy when I get the career that I want, but you have to be happy where you are right now to get the body you want to yeah. keep the body you want. And you can talk about that. And then you have to be happy where you are right now to get the career that you want. It's not when I get the thing, then everything will work out. Yeah. It's everything's working out now. I desire this, but I know it's already happening and coming into my life. So let's talk about, let's talk about fitness and um, the transformations that you see and, and how your, how your fitness business works. Yeah. So I, um, I've kind of changed my, my uh, business evolved a little bit. I started off doing, you know, one-on-one coaching with clients and I absolutely loved that, but it was a lot more time consuming. And I found that what I was giving people online, I wanted them to get that in person from somebody. I wanted them to hire an in-person trainer. I feel like it's a lot more hands-on if, if you need that with one-on-one coaching. So my target now is more so women that know how to train or, I mean, I do have obviously beginners, but are self-motivated. They don't need somebody standing over them, you know, telling them what, yelling at them or whatever it is. I wanted women that were self-motivated and could get things done on their own because I didn't want them to like, I didn't want to babysit. I didn't want to, I just wanted, you know, women that were ready to work and weren't lazy and that could do it on their own as well. And so I started doing challenges with my clients because I always find, you know, reward is everyone wants to be rewarded. And I felt like if you can get in the best shape of your life and be rewarded at the end, Oh, it's better. It's more motivating. You know what I mean? Like as, as silly as it sounds, it's way more motivating when there's $500,000 sitting in front of you waiting, you know, if you can make that transformation. So I started doing transformation challenges and I absolutely love it because I can reach way more women and men. I have men clients as well. Um, in a, shorter period of time, but I can reach more people and help more people at a time rather than doing the one-on-one coaching. So I am strictly doing challenges right now. I'm also um, on an app called Fit Plan app where with my challenges, you get coaching. So I'm still there. You still get support from me. You still get, you know, text and email, whatever you need. With Fit Plan, it's a little bit more for people that are you know, can do it on their own. Like if you just need a workout program, you just log into fit plan. And if you need a workout for that day, you'll click on my lower body workout. And there you go. Um, it's great. If you're experienced in the gym, you really just need help with, you know, coming up with a plan while you're there. Um, but as of right now, that's what I do. And it's funny because looking at, you know, how things with like manifesting and everything comes in to my business, I always found that I'll go back to, you know, a past relationship when I was working and I had clients then it sounds silly, but I could feel my energy. Like if I wasn't in a good place at the end of the six weeks, I'd get transformation results and not that they weren't good. Cause I, you know, I'm proud of every single client and you know what they can accomplish in six weeks, but I could find that my energy was rubbing off on them and the transformations weren't as successful. They weren't as 
amazing as that they should be or that client had hoped for it to be. And then I'd found as soon as that was over and I was in a place of like alignment, my client's success was absolutely crazy. Like I would look at these pictures and I'd be like, and I had to sit down one day and I like almost was in tears one day because it actually hit me that my energy and how I am affects everyone that I work with. And I, and I try to explain that to them too, because I'll have clients that come to me. And I remember one girl um, would always come to me very negative. And it was always, I hate the gym. I'm not making any progress. And I even, this isn't just to her, it was to lots of clients. This is the way that I approach it is I hate working out. I'm not making any progress. It's not working. What do I do? And I have to sit back and say, if you're going to talk to me like this, I'm not going to have a conversation with you because you're draining me and sh- or they complain about like their husbands being annoyed or great. And I'm like, this is because you are, that's your frequency right now. So I'd have to talk to them about being a little bit more positive. And, you know, if you hate the gym, nothing's going to change. Like you have to go, okay, I might not love the gym, but I love the reward I get from it. Or I love how I feel when I leave the gym, you know, it's just changing little things in your mind. And I've had to teach clients that, or, you know, explain that to them because, in this day and age, everyone thinks that results are going to happen like that and that they're going to lose weight because you tell them to eat this, this or that. And that's not how it works. Your mind is not aligned with what you're trying to do. It's never going to happen. You know what I mean? You're never going to lose weight by complaining every day or hating what you're doing or hating what you're eating. It, there's just not going to work. It's never going to happen. So trying to teach my clients that trusting the process, but again, your mindset is just as important as the food you're putting in your body, the exercise you're doing. And if your mind isn't healthy, then the results aren't going to be there. Unfortunately, you'll appreciate, you'll appreciate this. So, um, our inner, our energy healer coach, she taught me something and this was so freaking powerful. Like I grew up saying the blessing, you know, over our food. And I think Mm -hmm. it's great, right? You're grateful for what you're eating. But when she explained it to me on an energetic level, I was like, holy moly. So let's say someone says, oh gosh, I really want a bowl. I really want a scoop of ice cream. But then they're staring at that scoop of ice cream or they're contemplating going and getting that scoop of ice cream out of the refrigerator and going, but it's going to go straight to my ass. I'm a fat ass. What is it going to do to my body? I don't need to be eating this. And they just beat themselves down, beat themselves down, beat themselves down. Well, they literally have just infused that bowl of ice cream with every frequency, every low energetic emotion possible, unworthiness, everything. They have just infused that ice cream with it. Now, what do they do? They eat the ice cream. So if you're going to eat a scoop of ice cream, enjoy it. You need to tell yourself why you're worthy of it and enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with eating food that maybe people have to have to start changing their eating habits and eating less and eating more healthy. If you're not used to eating that way and you infuse it with all of the wonderful things it's going to do for your physique and not hate, you just infuse that food with an energetic frequency of ways it's going to bless and benefit your body versus going, Kyla, I hate eating this, but I have to eat it. Like you just infuse it with that same energy. So when you're, when you're, when your progression takes slower 
think of all the energy that you have been surrounding around what you're doing. 100%. I love it. I am. I, now that you say that, it's like, absolutely. I never, yeah. And so, and so, so Lily says, she's like, okay, think of an apple. Like you have an organic apple and you have one with pesticides on it, which apple is going to be more beneficial to your body. The organic one, of course, because it's not full of pesticides. Your food is the same way when you are infusing it with toxic pesticides, emotions, feelings, and energy. That is why it is so important to clear bless and infuse your food with all things good because your belief in itself could have that scoop of ice cream bless you more than if you're saying all the reasons why you're not deserving of it and why you shouldn't eat it. And I literally was like, wow, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Is that crazy? But it's powerful. And I mean, just like you said, like your energy rubbing off on your clients and your clients energy rubbing off on you. Like if we could all go through life with that kind of awareness. Yeah. I mean, you think of like the toxicity and work environments yeah. and in homes. And I mean, I have very, we have very, two very highly empathic children and, you know, my job in this household as the mom is to keep my energy at a level that mm-hmm. my kids are completely at calm and peace and they feel good. Yeah. I can tell you there have been times our youngest is very connected to me. I mean, I could be around the world and he could feel me like, yeah. he, like just checking in on me. You know, he's just very in tune with me. And when I've gone through periods of being really stressed in my life, he has stomach aches. And so when we can be very aware of our energy and how it affects everything from a bowl of ice cream to the people we're working with, to the growth of our businesses, like it is just, it's fascinating. And I'm really excited that we're starting to talk about this stuff now, because, you know, other than negative and positive and the stuff that you Mm -hmm. learn in school, people are just now really starting to talk about the power of energy and how other people are open to it. And, and that's one thing, I mean, even with Mark, it's trying to talk to him about it and, um, there's been times where I, I talk a lot about boundaries and I've had to explain what I mean. Sometimes he thinks boundaries, I mean, like not in the way that I mean them. I just mean boundaries with people or boundaries with energy or boundaries with emotion. Like if he gets stressed super easily and I think that I've helped in that and which is, I'm really happy that I can because I think he gets worked up, you know, politics or, you know, things like that. And I have to sit and like, or work. And, you know, right now with COVID and not being able to, you know, be on Broadway or like he is, but it's obviously not what it used to be. And I have to sit down and say, you can't control it. All you can control is your energy, your emotions. And if you let that, and you feed into it and the things that are going on right now in the world, it's just building up. And it's just like, I, I don't like it. I, I have to set a boundary where I'm like, okay, if you're going to be like that, you need to like step away or, you know what I mean? And he's come around, like he's deleted or he's gotten off Facebook in terms, besides his music page, he's tried to step away from that because he had found himself like just constantly, like when everything was going on politics and COVID. And I'm like, you can't, you can't change any of this right now. So you being so worked up or being on like this really low frequency of like, Oh, the world is crap right now. It's just, it's not going to work. It doesn't work for me. So I feel like he's come around a lot in terms of that. And I know that you've talked to him about that before, even 
I was. And it's so, it's so crazy that y'all are together now because I literally told him, I think I might've told, told Josh Melton too, or maybe JB. I was like, y'all have got to watch the secret. Like you've got to watch the secret. And now he's marrying a secret lover. I love it. I know. (laughs) So we're slowly working on it. You know, he's gotten a lot better with the stress and I'm like, it's not worth being stressed over, you know? And it's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I mean, even going back to boundaries, it comes down to, you know, protecting yourself. Like it comes down to like when my clients talk to me negatively and, you know, there's times where I won't even open a message. Cause at first I, like, I just know it's going to be a draining message. Cause I just know how their personality is. And then I have to be, I have to prepare myself for it. I never open a message or open my, you know, my app, if I'm in a place where I'm like a little bit off, because I don't want that to come out to my clients, I have to be mentally prepared a lot of the time to respond to certain people and slowly trying to work with them to change their perspective on weight loss and eating healthy and exercising. But boundaries are huge and mentally or like actually like preparing yourself to deal with that is so important. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people sometimes dump things on you because they don't, they, they don't understand, like they don't realize it. And that's not healthy for me, for mm-hmm. them. So a lot of the times I'll just say like, I can't talk to you right now. Can you, I'll message you back in a little bit. Like if I physically can't take on that much. Well, and you know, so you're a healer. I don't know if you've ever really recognize that for yourself, but you're yeah. really in tune yeah. and obviously you're helping people heal through fitness yeah. and you're just, uh, you're just a light. Like you're just, you're amazing. But one of the things that I've had to learn as a healer myself is in the past couple of years is whether it be people in my family or friends or stories that I read is what I've really had to learn is to, um, empathize over sympathize because when I sympathize with people, I get sad and I like really like want, it's just, it breaks my, like literally breaks my heart for people. And then I start looking at my life and feeling bad. Like, well, I have it together and financially we're good. And other people are, and I just like get myself into this, you know, this tailspin about other people's stories. And when you empathize with people, you you're understanding And when you sympathize, you get sad and you become part of their story. So that's one thing that I've really started to get a lot better at is empathizing with people and not becoming part of their stories because we're all here on our own journeys. My journey is different than other people's journeys and you just love them where they are, but you have to have boundaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned in the last few years is, and it's creating boundaries with people in your life. Some, like, sometimes you don't want to, you know, I'm a huge, when it comes to friends, I have a small group of friends and every woman that I am friends with is strong, successful, and confident. Um, I don't surround myself with, and I social, it's, I mean, I have a lot of, I have a ton of acquaintances and stuff on social media, but when it comes down to allowing people into my life, I'm very cautious about who it is because I don't, I mean, I can smell bullshit from a mile away or, um, any like sort of negativity and I'm very picky about it. And, and it's in a good way. I think some people 
and it's not in a bitchy way at all. I, I'm nice to everyone. If, you know, regardless if I know if as soon as somebody comes up to me and within the first minute of having a conversation with somebody, I know if, you know, how they are, who they are. And if I can trust them, I just have, I have such a, such a, like my intuition and everything is just insane. And I can read that. And I think learn, like, I'm trying to slowly like teach that to people in my life. Like Mark is, you know, I'm like, okay, you live in this city where everyone, you know, connections, it's all based on a question. I said, you can connect with these people, but you need to be more cautious of the people that you allow into your life and keep as friends, you know? And I feel like it just, it's comes around full circle with everything. Like I'm just very, I just like to make sure that everyone is good. And I like to make sure that I'm the most giving person, but at the same time, I only surround myself with those people because what you give is what you're going to get at the same time too. But I'm just very intuitive. And I think that's an amazing thing to have. And it's taken me a long time to realize it because I've always kind of questioned it. And I still do. There's times where I still like, okay, well, maybe I should give this person a thing. And I'm like, no, why would I like, I knew from the beginning. (laughs) And I mean, you learn that throughout life. I have this conversation with younger clients of mine or, you know, young, younger friends of mine. And I have to keep reminding them, like, you're going to learn these things. You're going to, you know, you're going to figure it out the hard way. I've figured out the hard way. That's how you learn. Multiple people in my life. But at the end of the day, you know, the people that you're closest with are keep that, you know, take care of them and they're going to take care of you. And it's huge when it comes to boundaries and any aspect of your life, like boundaries are huge. Well, I'm growing older. I'll be 40 in like two weeks. I cannot believe I'm 40. I feel like I'm 18. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. I feel like I'm 18, but I mean, really wisdom does come with age. It mm-hmm. truly does come with age. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, school of hard knocks and yep. failing forward and figuring it out. And it's, I think the biggest thing is just to question and to keep asking answers and to keep being curious. Yeah. Because if you continue to be a lifelong learner and you're looking for answers and you're on this quest to figure things out, the answers will start showing up for you. But yeah. if you go through life, like, you know, everything and the world's out to get, you know, against you and yeah you know, it's, you'll find that that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Is- and, and surrendering, like, that's a huge thing yeah. too. Like surrendering and boundaries are the two biggest things I've learned because I, after Bali, I actually, I'm sure you've read her books, but Gabby Bernstein Love loved, her. read all of her book. I think I read her books in like a week because I was just so like, we could go on forever about this, Can't but put it down. Yeah. after reading her books, those were the two things that came out was surrendering. Like, you don't need to control everything in your life. You don't need to feel like you need to control everything. Just sometimes you just have to let go and be like, okay, let's see what happens. And well, and the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, is there's a lot of is is in there. When you're manifesting and you know what you want and you envision what you want, the universe already knows what you want, yeah. but it may not come exactly like you've ordered it. Yeah. So when you just trust and you sit back and go, okay, I don't have to sit here and humanly figure out all the details Yeah. because 
the universe is going to deliver in perfect order the way it's supposed to happen anyway. But our human minds are like, well, I've got to do this first. I've got to be realistic and it's never going to happen because, and the universe doesn't work that way. It works solely off of belief, not what is realistic. That's why there are all these cool stories, like my love story and your love story and crazy stories that you literally cannot write the script of because the universe is so freaking powerful Exactly. That in our small mindedness, we sit back and try to control every yep. little detail and we force things yep. and we make our lives so hard and so difficult. But yeah, when you sit back, when you put everything out there that you want, you have intention and you're moving in that direction. So the universe sees that you're serious, you're a high vibe and energetically yep. aligned with it. It is inevitable. It yep. will show up. Yeah, go with the flow. That's like 100%. I've always kind of been like that. And I know it's harder for people with, you know, A-type personalities or, you know, it's harder for people to just let go. But that's like my biggest thing. Go with the flow. I mean, what do you have to lose? Like, exactly. What do you have to relax? Relax. High strong, you know, chill out and, you know, just enjoy life. Like enjoy the things that are going on around you and you know, if you ever think you're never going to meet somebody, yeah, you're never going to meet somebody or you're not going to meet the right person. And that's not that you're never going to meet somebody, but you're going to continue to date the wrong person or you're, you know what I mean? Like if you tell yourself that, or if you, same as like, wait, we just talked about it. If you keep telling yourself it's, you're never going to lose weight and you're, you're never going to so That's right. That's that right. perspective and that outlook on those, those sorts of things are life-changing. Amazing. Well, tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Where can they find you? Um, easiest place to find me, Instagram, KyRichFit. Um, I do have a website. So if you're interested in any, any sort of coaching or anything like that, um, www.kyrichfit.com. But my Instagram page is the place to find everything. My bio has all my links and everything. And if you ever just want to message me on Instagram, you can do that as well. I love getting back to people and chatting. So that's probably the easiest place. Perfect. Okay. Last question. At the end of your life, what do you want to be known for? Oh, honestly, being a good person to me, I, you know, I want to be known for my heart and how much I give. That's really it. I, nothing else to me. I don't care about what I have, or I just want to be known for being that person with a huge heart. So amazing. I love it. Well, this was awesome. I can't wait for people to hear this. Like I could talk about manifesting <laughs> I know. I could for days, like hearing other people's stories. You come visit me. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Okay. Well, this was awesome. And we will do it again soon. Thank you, Kyla Richie. If you thought today rocked, subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at TheMegRock. For more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home, and maybe even coaching, go to manifestingmarge.com. Repeat after me, I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. 
The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.